Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. Well, the Supreme Court issued new guidelines and a code of ethics of which the justices themselves will hold themselves accountable. That's not a code of ethics if they aren't going to be enforcing them. That would be like telling a child who is obsessed with setting fires not to play with a lighter before giving him a five pack of lighters for his birthday. (laughs) That's like OJ Simpson announcing he's getting married again it's a bit like giving bill cosby a gift certificate for a speed dating service oh (laughs) it's a bit like harvey weinstein saying he's going to cast a reboot of charlie's angels it would be like a president of the united states appointing members of his cabinet from the pool of commenters on reddit forums (laughs) again (laughs) Some good news for Democrats in the off-year elections last week. 
Steve Bashir won re-election to the governor's seat in Kentucky. The Virginia state legislature is under full Democratic control. Abortion rights were codified into law in Ohio. And to boot, Ohio legalized marijuana. Finally, a reason for people to visit Ohio. <laughs> other than visiting the Rock and Roll Museum and heckling the Cleveland Browns. Some bad news for Democrats in Mississippi. The Republican governor, Tate Reeves, was reelected. This despite a strong challenge from a Democratic candidate, Brandon Presley, who was Elvis Presley's distant cousin. Mississippi rejected Elvis's relative? That means we're fucked. That's a bit like West Virginia passing a law criminalizing incest. That's a bit like a Marylander willingly entering a drug treatment program without a court order. <laughs> By the way, this monologue is heavy on metaphors, so if you don't like it, you can switch me off faster than people switch off Bill Maher when he comes on TV. <laughs> or you can switch me off faster than Terry Schiavo. <laughs> Bill Maher and Ted Cruz found common ground during Ted Cruz's appearance on Maher's talk show. The common ground being the audience hoped the ground would open and swallow them up <laughs> until they landed... <laughs> Until they landed deep in the pits of hell. <laughs> I was mad at that guy who threw those cans of White Claw at Ted Cruz during last year's Houston Astros World Series parade. All those cans wasted when, in retrospect, some of them could have been saved for Bill Maher as well. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott dropped out of the presidential race, owing to the fact that he wasn't going to get any support from conservatives whose opinion of black people hasn't changed since Reconstruction. It would have been awkward having Tim Scott be the president of the United States. Imagine a president of the United States getting pulled over by his own Secret Service detail. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Chansley, the January 6th defendant, known as the QAnon shaman, is running for Congress in Arizona. Finally, someone who will make John Fetterman look dressy. <laughs> it's going to be hard to explain to your constituents that you're missing votes because you're currently being traded by your cellmate for cigarettes. <laughs> he's reportedly since renounced the QAnon conspiracy theories, so now he's known simply as the prison butt sex shaman. <laughs> the SAG after strike has been resolved and actors can go back to work, except for Vin Diesel. Nobody will know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> and now on with the show please welcome jeff heisen michelle wojcikowski and polite kitty hey tom hey everyone welcome back uh michelle it's uh been a while since we've had you on welcome back yes. we missed you thank you thank you it's good to be here you yeah. got through the uh whole monologue without an ejaculation joke i'm proud of you <laughs> I was going to say maybe you've grown up, but no, I'm sure <laughs> that'll come at the end of the of the podcast today. Well, um, <laughs> we are we are certainly glad to have you back. Thanks. It's good. To I be really here. I really did miss you. Well, don't get and, all, and, don't get all weird. You're making it weird now, Tom. <laughs> this is as sentimental as I'm ever going to get on this show. So I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I did. Thank you. <laughs> now, Tom, you've mentioned Bill Maher. Do you know how I describe this podcast for those that are that ask me if this, what the show is like? 
I would love to hear it. I describe it as an audio version similar to the Bill Maher show, except the host of this show is not an asshole. <laughs> In that case, I have uh, I have an image to improve. So <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, has the podcast changed since I was off? Because, you know... <laughs> Joining us on the show this week as our guest, please welcome back Alexa Shudo. Hello, that's me. Alexa, welcome back. Thank you uh, for doing Thank the show you. again. Of course. Thank you for having me. So I understand that you've had uh, you've had quite a go recently with the uh, with the local chapter of uh, of the wonderful, wonderful and uh, very patriotic moms for Liberty Group. Why don't you tell us about that? Sure. I do want to clarify by the local chapter, um, it, that is going to be a few local chapters. I am uh, on, a, on a couple of their wanted posters. <laughs> the best and, of a song. Uh, <laughs> I got my, my favorite thing that's happened after um, invading some Moms for Liberty meeting. Well, first off, I... Um, I'm a little more native to the Baltimore County um, scene, you know, the, the, the Baltimore County uh, parent rights scenes. Um, and uh, so that's where that's where I kind of got to know Moms for Liberty. And um, I actually had not heard of them, but I was in a situation where I was on Fox News. You know how that happens to people sometimes unexpectedly. You just wake up and you get a you you have a phone call from a number with no caller ID. So you answer it and the voice on the other line says you're gonna pay for what you're doing to the children. And so you think, oh well I better Google myself. And then you do and you're on Fox fucking news. <laughs> That's exactly what happens after I release one of these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like it happens, it happens to the best of us. Um, so uh anyway, I ended up on administrative leave with pay, um, which is what I don't know. I, I usually call that the socialist dream, but <laughs> <laughs> I was not working and collecting and collecting taxpayer money. Like that's uh, thanks to who? A bunch of Republicans. Um, the socialist so, bastards. Right. Like, listen, I wasn't trying to be a socialist bastard. You made me do it. Um, <laughs> I was trying to pull myself up by my bootstraps. You cut my bootstraps. I, I don't know. So I just had to sit there and, and accept money. Oh, no. I hope it doesn't happen again. Um, yeah, no. While I was like, you know, in those trenches, I was like, how did this happen to me? And then someone was like, you got to join a group called Stop Moms for Liberty. And I was like, okay, sure. And so I found Stop, I found Maryland Stop Moms for Liberty. And then I got there and I was like, hello, I'm Alexa. Uh, who's Moms for Liberty? And then they were like, oh, you don't know them? They know you. Here's some screenshots of what they've said. And um, it was it was a bunch of members of the Baltimore County, Moms for Liberty, like posting the article, like try, like conspiring to get me fired. I was like, well, I got to infiltrate these motherfuckers. So I did. And I did it by Photoshopping a picture of myself to look like I'm in my mid-50s. 
and I made a Facebook profile named Nina Marie Stansberry. And my background photo <laughs> was this this image I made of with a bunch of clip art, and it was like I only live for three men: my son, Jesus Christ, and Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> it's not my fault they believed that was a real person. <laughs> like. I cannot take responsibility for their gullibility. I was immediately accepted into Moms for Liberty, Baltimore County. <laughs> I know for a fact that two of those people are heavily worshipped by people down in Florida. Yes. That's what I was going for, actually. <laughs> Florida. I had everything about myself, like just like a little bit off. Like I was from Pennsylvania. And so, like, I was, like, a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but I'm pretty outspokenly a Ravens fan. But, like, I, I know Eagles supporters, you know? Like, I know the terminology. I, I know go birds. I know whiz wit. Like, um, I stayed in the clear perfectly in the middle of the radar for seven months until one day I clicked on one of their Google forms, logged into my Alexa Shudo account. Oh. That was it. I oh. was so careful about oh. everything. Seven months is a long time, though. So mad props. I don't Thank know you. how you held your tongue that long. In a classic case of how it started, how it's going, we get the opportunity to see two versions of Glenn Youngkin, the Republican governor of Virginia, one before the election and one after. <laughs> Here are excerpts from those two Glenn Youngkins. <laughs> What time is it? It's time to win! I think it's time to elect Juan Pablo Segura! I think it's time to elect Gary Higgins! I think it's time to elect Paul Lutt! Folks, I think it's time to elect a new school board! What a beautiful day, and so thank you for all, all of you coming out today. And uh, I just also want to stop for a moment and thank all of the candidates uh, that ran. Uh, you all know this is a tough thing to choose to do. So let me begin with just a clear statement. Uh, I'm a little disappointed, to be clear, and, uh, and I think that that's just a natural reality. Uh, but we've stepped back and we recognize that, boy, this was a this was a razor thin set of decisions that were made on both sides of a number of these races, and I think it underpins the fact that uh, Virginia is clearly a state that has historically moved back and forth from uh, control of one party in in the legislature to control the others, the governor's races with very, very thin margins. And we saw it on display again last night. I think the back and forth he was thinking about in his mind was actually his corpse swinging from the rafters in his attic. <laughs> Can we talk about how he answered his own question in the beginning? <laughs> like he was like, what time is it? It's time to elect this guy and a new school board. And it's time to, why did you ask? You, you knew all the different times it was. I was waiting for Vince Vaughn to come out. It's time for WWE. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made it a more entertaining rally. Yeah, right? What's interesting there, Tom, is if he just STF'd you 
uh, for a while, at least for the two week buildup, they his party might have won more seats. In fact, they might have gotten control. But his highlighting the issues and saying, "Oh, if we win, we're going. This is the only way to have an abortion ban." And we're going to enact abortion, abortion ban. And the Democrats ran on that. They ran on what he was saying. So his his enormous ego, which is greater than his uh, vest collection, what cost <laughs> that may have cost them there. And he was doing this so that if they controlled uh, the houses of the Virginia uh, government after the election, he would have stepped into the presidential race. Instead, he stepped in you-know-what. Stepped in liberty. (laughs) One of the most vocal critics of children deciding what they want to read in schools themselves is Louisiana Senator John Kennedy, who sounds like President John Kennedy if, instead of being shot, he huffed wasp spray every day for 20 years. (laughs) In this clip, during a Senate hearing, we can hear him reading a very cringeworthy excerpt of an alleged controversial book. I I confess I'm a little confused, and I appreciate the argument that that we've, or discussion that we've been having, but for me, it's a little too conceptual or, I don't know, metaphysical or theological or whatever you want to call it. I want to try to understand what you're asking us to do. The second is another much-discussed book, um, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's called Genderqueer. Okay. Let me read an excerpt from that. Quote, I got a new strap home, strap-on harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your cock in my mouth. I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life. Then I want you inside of me, end quote. That video made my penis commit suicide. But when's he going to start reading from the book? (laughs) (laughs) Just sounded like a diary excerpt. (laughs) That's what it is. I loved all of the words that he used at the beginning. That was C-A-L, geological, geometrical, whatever you want to call it. So I did actually just find the strap one scene. So on page 166 to 167. Um, Spoilers. The next thing that happens is, you know, they, they, the author and um, this, this other partner go through with this, this sexting fantasy. They, they do do it. Um, and then the author is like, wait, this is not at all what I expected it to be. Um, hey, it can never we is, stop? To can be we fair. do something else? And then the other person's like, yeah, of course. And okay, one, I feel like that's actually objectively a really good message that you can just not want to and then call it off and your partner should be like very accepting of it. Two, if you can jack off to that, you should be on a fucking list. <laughs> <laughs> like if so if you're calling this porn that that tells me a lot more about you than it does about anybody reading this book Thank but you. maybe you can only do that if senator kennedy's reading it <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh jeff where did that come from 
<laughs> that made my penis commit suicide. <laughs> One of the prerequisites of joining a group like Moms for Liberty is the understanding that some well-known historical figures who are rightly maligned are misunderstood, as this speech during a Philadelphia Moms for Liberty conference shows us. There's always a reason. No, no. There's always a reason. Okay. Okay. So first of all, that is Tiffany. I have met her and I've gone toe to toe with her. I'm very proud of this. There is a there's a link to it on YouTube. She actually she had to kind of shoot me off the stage because I started making sense. <laughs> and I did feel really good about everything I was saying into the microphone until it occurred to me how many unvaccinated people also use that microphone. Um <laughs> but it was uh, it was an interesting time. So this Hitler thing, this Hitler thing where this mom quoted Hitler. Um, and I because I believe in the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I'm going to acknowledge something. It has been suggested by members of Moms for Liberty that perhaps this mom who quoted Hitler in it was a I believe it was Indiana. It was a Moms for Liberty chapter in Indiana. Her purpose in quoting Hitler was to, and, and the quote was, um, it, it is he who owns the youth that owns the future, or he who controls the youth that owns the future. It was something to that power. Um, and that does look really bad. It looks like they're saying, oh, we should control the youth, and then we'll control the future, like Hitler did. And I believe the intended context was that they were putting that on the government. They were trying to say the government is trying to control the youth. And so the government is like Hitler, which is uh, dumb and unfounded. But, but it is better than the we should be like Hitler. That said, if I were in the Moms for Liberty, but like not as like a spy, I feel like I'd be voice of reasoning that a lot. I'd be like, hey, guys. You know, there's a big um, stereotype about us that we are fascists. Um, I th Maybe we have a great point in assigning this quote by this fascist to the government, which we hate. Um, but I feel like this could make us look really bad if it gets taken out of context. So maybe we just shouldn't fuck with it. Maybe we should just find a different way to convey that message that isn't quoting Hitler. Also, I would bet a lot of money that nobody wants Moms for Liberty to stop talking about that mom that quoted Hitler more than the mom that quoted <laughs> Hitler. She's got to be like, please stop bringing it up. Because when they brought it up at that Philadelphia conference, it wasn't in the media anymore. Everyone kind of forgot about it. The, the more they talk about it, the more publicity they get. Doesn't matter what kind. They, it's a it's a chess game. Yeah, yeah. I guess if that's what they're going for, then they're doing it. But like, if they like, I think to some degree they want people to believe they aren't fascists, and so like it's not really advantageous for you to keep talking about that time you really look like fascists. Even if it's not what you were going for. It's not just books and history that are under the chopping block from parents today, but also the dress code. 
In these excerpts, one Arizona father goes to extreme lengths to express his displeasure of the loosening of school guidelines. It's a striptease like no other. A dad taking it off in the middle of his local school board meeting. The board was debating whether to adopt a more lenient dress code policy. I think Hooters has a more strict dress code policy than this one. After a lot of back and forth, Ira Latham figured there was only one way to make his point. Under the proposed policy, this would be appropriate in a classroom. Next thing you know, he was coming out of his shorts and shirt, modeling a skimpy black top and Daisy Dukes. Now, if you ask me, this is inappropriate for a board meeting. I think that guy wears that outfit on quite a regular basis, and he was just looking for an opportunity to wear it in public. That's that's my theory. Where did he get it? He had to have just had it. Is it like it's like that? That's that's his bra size. <laughs> it it yeah it it fit well. It fit remarkably well. <laughs> but it comes. If that were my father, I would walk into the Atlantic Ocean. You if that were my father, I'd have him, I, I would have him put in a home for that. <laughs> like, but, but as we, as was brought up at the last segment, what did it do? That guy got the attention he wanted. I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying, you know, in a, in a, you know, in today's world, the news cycle, you blink and it's changed. It's it's crazy how fast things change. And I just I just that makes me extraordinarily uncomfortable. Actually, I'm just thinking, oh, my God, like like you said, if if that were my dad, I, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. But he got what he wanted. You know, you know? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say he earned it. <laughs> You know what? If I were at that board meeting and I had like a single dollar in my pocket, I'd have put it in his bra strap. <laughs> well, it, that effort was in vain because the school board voted against the tightening of the dress code. So he got all dressed up for nothing. The poor guy. I don't, you know what? I think I think he he must have gone in there and and did what he did. And then the board was like, yeah, everyone should be this confident. <laughs> that guy's got the best therapist ever <laughs> or the worst or like the most unethical one what if the therapist was like yeah no that's a great idea yeah. <laughs> that'll be 104 dollars i'm out of network only as parents are quick to hop on the latest bandwagon in terms of dictating what their children learn and where their children are all too happy to clap back as this tiktok shows us why is this school so persistent on telling girls to cover up when really guys should just keep it in their pants? This school is so headstrong on telling girls to like cover up their shoulders or, you know, stomach when those things are all pretty natural. I've talked to many girls in this school. If two girls come to school wearing the same top, you know, one girl has smaller cup size. Okay. The other one has bigger cup size. Okay. I've heard more girls with the bigger cup size get dress coded more than the smaller ones. Okay. It's completely sexist and biased and not okay. Mad props to her for clapping back at some of these people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I get really tired of when lectures come in about how to prevent rape. How many more times is it directed to women? 
don't do this. Don't have an extra drink. Don't go to here. Don't wear this. Don't do this. And I, I've seen a, um, a meme before where it comes up and says, here's the easiest way to solve rape. Men, don't rape anyone. You know? And who's making these decisions? It's all these old white, pervy old white guys ju- judging what a 16-year-old's wearing. I it I had a group of middle school girls um, before who they were upset about a dress code that the principal of that school was trying to enforce. And the dress code the principal was enforcing was was not consistent with what the student handbook laid out. The student handbook is pretty vague. It's just like it can't be distracting or like dangerous or promote something illegal or hateful. Uh, so it can't have swastika or alcohol or both mm-hmm. um but there's like nothing against like spaghetti straps and short shorts and that's what this principal was um trying to enforce in the school where it was not consistent with the dress code and so um the girls wanted me to like sign a petition about it and i was like oh well hold on what am i agreeing to by signing and they were like i'll walk out and i was like okay well, i can't quite like walk out and uh because like i i'm I'm a Maryland teacher. I we don't have a right to strike. Um, you do your thing though, but I do. What have you tried talking to them about it? Like maybe just like try first, just see if they're in a good mood. Because of this talk I had with these kids, the administration knew the walkout was coming instead of it just being sprung on them. It wasn't my idea. Um, they told me they were going to do it, and I was like, "Well, looking at the handbook, it looks like you're right about the dress code. It's not consistent." Um, like I can read that and see that you're right about that and you do have a right to organize as a person I'm suggesting that you talk to them first because I think it'll go better for you if you if you like go in soft and you try to reason with them first and then if they don't meet your demands um, you it says right here you have this right to do this I'm not going to stand in your way and you can say get out of here. I'm going to walk out right now. You have a right to do that. Um, that's just my human to human advice. And they, they did, they talked to the administrators and what they reported back to me that they got told was an administrator said to them, let me put the reason for the dress code like this. You can't expect a bear and a salmon to work in the same office and for the bear to not be tempted to eat the salmon. <gasps> what? The fact that he used a fish metaphor just makes it all the more creepy. The <laughs> fact that he quoted late comedian Patrice O'Neill. Oh, no. So he's blaming the salmon for the bear's behavior. Maybe we should do something about the bears. I don't know. Like, <laughs> or just pick a better comedian to quote. Right. It's <laughs> funny, others. <laughs> yeah, like those moms in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a, a ba- bad quotes, bad, bad quotes review. <laughs> One star, don't recommend. <laughs> it would have been a lot more effective if that administrator had, um, had had done what that dad did and just come to school in the outfit. That would have been the way to go. Oh, handmaiden's tail outfit? Oh, I'm in favor of that. Yes, yes. We we can make this happen. <laughs> and on that note, 
That's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Michelle Wojcikowski, Polite Kitty, and Alexa Shudo. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Michelle Wojcikowski, and Polite Kitty, and guest Alexa Shudo. Theme music composed and arranged by Jeroen Vandenherick. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for ad-free episodes, early access to episodes, extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Race. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, Funny Productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.